Rain is not as near as big a factor as wind. Wizardry and sorcery and dragons and all that stuff is not my deal. So the Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones. Uh, welcome back. Game of Thrones podcast. Utah Utes. Like the Utes. We're six and six. <laughs> I think I used that line last week. Just you forevermore. Yep. Uh, Aaron Falk, Chris Camrani, Lynn Worthy, Salt Lake Tribune. The Utes are bowl eligible after beating Colorado in the rivalry game. No? No. Yeah. We're moving on. Um, Kyle says there has to be hate for it to be a real rival. Says there's not. there's no hate between the two. Talking about two. Kyle Whittingham or Kyle Goon. There's too much hate <laughs> surrounding Kyle Goon. Uh, so we talked about this several weeks ago, but it was kind of posited. If this team got bowl eligible, it would cure a lot of ills and a lot of ill feelings about some of the ups and downs and particularly the way downs of the season. Um, do you get that sense right now? I mean, now, now that we're here, now that they've, they've, the irony of all of this is that we were talking about how important it was for Utah to have a few more weeks of practices with Tyler Huntley, and Tyler Huntley is questionable for the bowl game. But I guess, I mean, that's life in football. You can't, they'd, they'd take it 100 times out of 100, no matter who'd be the quarterback. But that's the irony of it all. Yeah. And, I mean, whether it's just for Tyler, but the, I mean, offensive line even if Tyler is not able to take uh, part in all those practices there's other people who will benefit and I think Kyle has mentioned how it's a little bit better for recruiting when you're bringing guys on campus and there's actually stuff going on practices and all that sort of stuff for them to be able to see when they're coming and this is the first year that early recruiting period uh, early signing day so um, of course you know it would be good if you had a quarterback out there (laughs) but I mean one guy it won't benefit because he doesn't even need to like put on his cleats is Zach Moss. Just let Zach chill and send him out for the bowl game because they finally did what they should have been doing for a very long time. And I'm not going to say he would have had 196 yards against Washington or Washington State or they but bet. come on, man. Well, yeah, that, there, there is that. Like the people who, you know, rush to Twitter and like, this is what they should have been doing. And it's like, well, yes. Or like, you know, th- it looks so much different with uh, Troy Williams at Quarterbacks like okay, well, but uh, it was also Colorado who yeah. was giving up buku yards on yeah. the ground all season. So they were giving I up mean, 198 <laughs> on the year, gave up 196 to Zach alone. Yeah. So. so I mean, like you know, okay, so like for those specifically the people like, well, see with Troy Williams, like, well, you tell me they're gonna what? They were gonna like not score any points with Tyler Huntley. <laughs> people who want to jump to that, oh, well, it looks so much better. It's like, well, something tells me they would have ran the ball with Tyler Huntley in there too. So I don't know. That's just my guess. But so the so just let's just look at a, a couple of different things here. One, what does this do for the story of Troy Williams, Utah quarterback? Come in, get get that win, go out. You know, whether whatever happens at the bowl game, he got them bowl eligible. He's he's ending his career on a regular season. Yeah, I mean it. It, it caps off what has been a very up and down, cliched roller coaster collegiate career. I mean, here's a kid who came out of high school as a four star, you know, dual threat quarterback, went to Washington, 
was supposed to be that guy, endured a coaching change, did not go, you know, did not things did not work out well with the Chris Peterson regime. He left, came to Utah, and basically got back to what he wanted to do is become a Pac-12 quarterback. And things did not work out the way he wanted them to this year, but um, still leaves with a 10 and six record. Last year, still beat some good teams, um, and I think if it's it's tough, right? I mean, you look at they finished this year six and six, and we are supposed to be the the worst Monday morning quarterbacks. And you wonder if Troy is the starting quarterback, are they better than six and six? I don't have the answer for it, but looking at the way they were able to, I mean, they looked like they had an identity on offense in that game, and it looked like the old Utah. Let's be honest. I mean. It looked like give the running back 20 to 25 touches and play off, play off of that and let the quarterback throw. And, you know, Troy had some design runs. But it looked like the old Utah. But, again, it was against Colorado, who's not a very good team. So that's what's tough. But if you want to look at it at the other side, Troy was, you know, one non – I mean, he, he couldn't find Darren Carrington. If he finds Darren Carrington in the end zone at USC – well, if he if that happens, then he is, you know, the star of that game because I believe even with the loss, he was like run for a touchdown, throw a touchdown, mm-hmm. catch a touchdown in yep. that game. And then if he throws the two, two point conversion, conversion pass, yeah. then you then you know there would be people saying, let's just keep Shoot. Tyler out. Like yeah. there would have been people going, let's just keep Tyler out. We, this guy had led us to you know nine wins last year. We just need to keep him in there. Well, and I think, <laughs> frankly, the ASU game was right after the USC game, and, and Tyler was not 100%. Yeah. So I think if... If they win, you've but, got momentum to say, hey, yeah. we'll go we'll go another another week. Or two. Yeah. Um, but does it does it put some rose-colored glasses on on other aspects of the season now that, now that we're... The I mean, win against Colorado? D- yeah, and just the, the season as a whole. I mean, does looking... I've, I've, I'm, on tw- I'm on Twitter, and I've... All of a sudden, that's your after, first mistake. Well, that was, and I apologize <laughs> to everyone. Um, all of a sudden, after all of this animosity, anxiety, frustration, everyone <laughs> seems pretty chill right now. Everyone's like, "Hey, most of our skilled players, outside of you know Darren yeah. Carrington, are underclassmen, and we'll be back." Um, Britain, Britain Covey. Britain Covey will be back. We'll be back. Like. Everyone feels seemingly feels pretty good about the direction things are headed now, because of this one stupid win over. No, Colorado. yeah, no, it's it's true. No, you're right. I mean, it it's tough because you want to like look back at the landscape of the season and assess what they were able to accomplish, and they were an average team that came close to beating some good teams. If you, I mean. This is all this podcast, all of this that we do is ifs. If you beat Stanford, if you beat USC, and you beat Washington, I mean, these are games that were winnable games. And probably, at least you can make the case for the top three teams in the oh, 12. This, I was gonna say, oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, the, the top the, three teams. I mean, for sure. two of them are playing for the championship yeah. come Friday night. And those and two of those games were, were on the road. Yeah, and those and I mean, just those the two teams playing for the title. I think that's what combined three points was it, right? Yeah. And those yep. those losses or four points was it? A th- yeah, it was a three point loss and one point loss. Yeah. So four points for those two teams, and then the Washington game and the uh, the timeout that folks will still be talking about probably next year. Uh, <laughs> um, so 
but I mean, six and six is still six and six. So it's like, yeah, maybe I guess the thing that six and six gives you, or that win that gets you the six and six, gives you a little bit of a chance to take a step back. Probably the people who would have been yelling for, you know, change this, change that, and you know, Wit needs to do this and that, or they need to start looking to move on from Wit or whatever crap that would have been <laughs> getting yelled about would have been. Uh, maybe they take a step back from that. People say, well, maybe it's not as bad as it you know, was during that stretch where they lost six out of seven. Mm-hmm. And we're sure, sure people probably at this point say, well, it definitely wasn't as good as it was in those first four either, but maybe they're more likely to accept that it's somewhere in between because you got, okay, six and six, they're going to play in the bowl. It's an, odd, it's an odd season to kind of look back on because you start 4-0, first three games mean nothing. They lost. They barely beat a really, really bad BYU team. They go to Arizona and don't have to see Khalil Tate and you know eke out a win after Tyler gets hurt, and then it kind of cascades from there. But like you look at the Washington State game, still have a chance to win despite seven turnovers. I mean, the seven turnover was a hail mary at the last throw of the game. But it's just a weird season to kind of look back and assess. Um, and maybe that's due to the new offense. Maybe that's due to so much new personnel. Maybe that's due to the amount of talent they lost last year. And again, I mean, I'll keep harping on this, but for a school like Utah to lose that much talent in one year is a big deal. And I think a lot of people gave them the benefit of the doubt going into the season that they could be able to overcome it. But, I mean, and, and look at this season. You're going to lose Darren Carrington. That's going to be a huge loss. I mean, Raylon Singleton stepped up. Damari's been good the last few weeks. But to lose Darren is going to be huge. Chase Hansen, when he's healthy, makes that defense night and day better. And I think we, we saw that against the Colorado against the Colorado Buffaloes, and you lose those two guys potentially. I mean, is Chase going to be 25 in May? That's that's an old dude who wants to play in the NFL. So, I mean, this could be potentially – this bowl game could potentially be Chase's last game at Utah too. And you lose guys like Lowell and Felipe Mocafisi. I mean, it's, it's tough. That first layer at Utah is always going to be really good, but it's they the, those guys below them have to step up. And this was a year where they had to count on those guys. Some Some did. Zach Moss. Needed 173 yards to get to 1,000 yards. I didn't think he was going to do it. I was, like, putting together this game guide for the website. I was like, 173 yards? Eh. I'll just throw that in there because, I mean, he got there. But then there's some other guys where, you know, they didn't rise to the occasion, and next year they're going to have to. So, Lynn, let's let's look at some, uh, some bowl destinations. I know it's all kind of speculation uh, up in the air, but – um, where where are you kind of monitoring? What are what are the most likely you know two three four scenarios for Utah at this point? Well, the the main thing is just the fact that because they finished so low in the conference, they're not going to get slotted into one of those fifth place team in the Pac-12. Like they're they're basically out of that because the Pac-12 has. I remember what it is. It's seven, I think, affiliated um, bowl games, uh, or maybe it's six, not including the Rose Bowl because Rose Bowl is a semifinal this year for a national playoff. So basically, they're down at number nine in the conference out of the nine eligible teams. So you're at large. So it's not going to be okay. Pac-12 sends team to. It's not going to be that. It's going to be basically just free for all. Um, now what? might play into it is that there are some leagues that are like right at the edge of how many teams they have and affiliations they have like I think the big 10 is the main one where if they get a team into the playoff then that's one less team that they have that's going to be in the mix for the bowl affiliations they have so that could potentially leave one of the games in Texas I want to say it's the 
shoot, I'm blanking on the name of Texas the bowl. Texas Bowl. I think I'm not sure if it's the Texas Bowl yeah. or if it's the. I, I want to say it's the Heart of Dallas Bowl. I think that's mm-hmm. the one where Big Ten would send somebody to that usually, but they may not actually have that eighth team or whatever, and so Utah could slot into there. But there's also a lot of projections that have them at the Texas Bowl, which is a separate one in Texas. Um, I think there was three or four as of early this week that Birmingham were all pointing Bowl. them there. Yeah, Birmingham Bowl, and then the one in Shreveport was another yeah, one that had come up. Um, so they could, you know, and then you've seen stuff that says Michigan. You've seen people, I think, just, you know, people just for the novelty saying, hey, maybe they go to the Pinstripe Bowl. I don't know if that's a real possibility. Is that the one in Yankee Stadium? Yeah. That's why you want to go. No, I didn't say that. I want to go. There's other people who said they want to go. I mean, I, I've been to Yankee Stadium. It's cool. You know, I wouldn't mind it's going only, back It's only northeast. 550 bucks to fly to Birmingham, though, right now, last minute, on Delta. Not United. Don't fly United. Don't fly United this <laughs> holiday season. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or American. <laughs> you mean? Yeah. Or, or, or American, I guess if, yeah. you're, if you're going, if you need to see family and you don't really want to see them and you book United. You're just like. Appar- apparently they've given all of the. Well, no, that was American, was right? American? That's American. American? That's yeah. American. So that, that's that's your move. Like if you got family that you're you're not 100% sure about seeing, you buy American, they have this glitch, maybe <laughs> thousands of cancellations, and you say, oh, I am I so was, sorry. I was planning all, to be All the there. pilots are drunk gonna, at yeah, home man, instead was, of at the airport. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it's a wide range right now. I think like it could come down to Sunday. I think even Kyle having spoke with him earlier said that like, they, they thought they might be able possibly to find out as early as Thursday or Friday, but it might go down to Sunday. So, and I think because of, you know, you'll, you'll find out Saturday night who the, all the conference champions are. And then Sunday, I believe they officially announced the four playoff teams. And then that will sort of trickle down everything else. This might this might be a sign, but to get, but to get to Birmingham from Salt Lake on American Airlines, the cheapest is six hundred and sixty six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what's your preference, Lynn? Yeah. Let's be let's let's keep it real here. What's what's the best bowl for Utah? And the best bowl for Lynn. And the best bowl for Lynn. I'm not sure what the best bowl for Utah is. Um, <laughs> he knows what the best bowl for Lynn is right the off the, right off the bat. What the, heck's the, the best bowl for Utah is probably just. Somewhere, well, it's probably an after Christmas bowl just because they've got so many guys banged up that probably that extra little bit of time gives guys a chance to actually play in that bowl game. And then, um, wouldn't a Texas bowl be good for them though, just because they've they've expanded that recruiting well, so well the last the thing few is, years? It's like, like any of those games down in Texas, like you know, I mean, you'll be well, the Texas bowl is Houston, and they've had you know, you've got some, yeah, some of the seniors, of you've got you know, guys who've uh. Like so a lot, and they've recruited the you know blend down there, the junior college. Um, so you've you know that that area. Um, so if you end up in Texas, it's been an area that they've recruited. Um, I'm thinking even like even a guy like Gidry, who they recruited out of California, but he was in Texas before that, and he was you know he's that guy who was the um, state champion in both Texas and California as far as sprinter. Um, so Texas wouldn't be bad. I mean, I think Kyle joked about going to yeah, going to Hawaii or something like that. Um, You know, just as far as a destination and all that. Um, And they've recruited Hawaii too. So yeah, Christmas Eve Um, in Hawaii. You could you could recruit Hawaii, Lynn. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let me look up let me look up prices for Lynn real quick. (laughs) 
Now, for me, I'm not sure if there's a, a particular bowl. Like, if we go, like, I doubt that they go to the Northeast, but if they go to the Northeast, then there's, you know, friends and family and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, you I, I'm all on board. You spend holidays I'm with the family? On, well, I don't know if I'd actually get to spend the holiday with the family because yeah, based on the way that, that week would shake out, you're probably on Christmas, like, press conferences, <laughs> you know, on Christmas Day. But So it's only 550 to get to Birmingham on Delta. To get to get to Honolulu two days before the bowl game on Christmas Eve, seventeen hundred bucks. Worth it. Delta That's Comfort. Cool. Delta Comfort is even sold out, man. <laughs> we would have. We, you'd be slumming it in in coach with a window seat and a TV screen in front of you. It's all right. Yeah. Well, you know. I'll tell you about my my flight to Hawaii one day. One day, but not today. Not today. Um, <laughs> today is not that day. <laughs> future podcast. Uh. Okay, so Tyler Huntley, questionable. Same injury or different injury than the shoulder that he's been dealing with this year? Different injury, according to Kyle Whittingham. But that's, who, that's but the... Yeah, who would not disclose. disclose what the injury was. There's some rumors that I tried to see if he would confirm that it was a different body part. He would not say that it was that specific body part, just that it was not a... Re-injury of the same, you know, the shoulder injury he had or re-aggravation. He said it's not that, but he wouldn't go as far as to say what the injury was. Okay. Um, and so, again, he's one of those guys where if they play after the bowl game, it probably benefits him to get that little extra bit of time to get ready for that. So, aside from Tyler and Zach Moss, who is your, I guess, you know, underclassman, your most, your most excited, I don't know if that's the right word, but that, that, the future, the, yeah, the biggest impact next year. Who, who guys you would want to watch in this bowl game, and say, hey, this is this is going to be a starter. This is going to be a captain, whatever, going into next year. Lynn looks at me like I'm supposed to have the answer. It's a good question. Um, for I. I don't. He's not an underclassman. It would have been nice to see Marquise Blair get get the yeah. whole year. That, um, that's one that I was thinking about. I, don't, I mean, because he is a junior, though. Yeah. Um, so I think if I went, I guess on the defensive side of the ball, if I was going to stick with underclassmen, hmm, I guess. Well, there's a couple names that I guess I could throw out there, but I guess maybe if he plays because he missed the last game, Jalen Johnson, just because he's yeah. played so well this season as a freshman. Um, the other guy I was sort of thinking of is maybe even Donovan Thompson yeah. at the linebacker spot because they even just sort of like low-key down the stretch moved him above Tautioli on the depth mm-hmm. chart, um, and he was playing a lot those last few games, and he'd been in the mix throughout the season as that you know third or fourth linebacker. Um, on the offensive side, that's the one that I think is a little bit Without trickier. Tyler and Zach? Yeah, I guess maybe if we stick to underclassmen again, I, uh, Damari. Damari. Yeah. Damari Simpkins. He's been good in the last few weeks. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. C.O.C. Wilson was out in that game against Colorado. So. Yeah. And then some of the other. We feel mm, bad not picking any offensive linemen, but. Well, but most of those guys, the are, ones who are going to be coming back, are going to be upperclassmen. Um, so, and then. Uh, who was I just thinking of? That uh, a guy like you know Brian Thompson, who came out of that last game, has looked good at moments. He just hasn't gotten a whole lot of run, and who knows what that's going to look like next year? Because obviously you lose Carrington, but Covey comes back. They've got some recruits. So, but um, yeah, offense. 
it's a little bit trickier for me, but, um, and then, you know, I'm not sure how many of them we're actually going to see in that bowl game, just because it seems like half the team was hurt by the time that, that final buzzer sounded at the end of the regular season. Yeah. Um, what about you, man? Just you guys. <laughs> uh... Did you? So they can add. They can add a tenth coach, right? In January, early January, this number ten. Number ten. What? What are the? I guess leanings on, on that at this point, and, and you know, what, what? What insight do you have on on kind of what that means for for Utah? Well, Kyle was pretty uh, clear that he, at least right now, he'd be leaning towards defense because he says assistance wise, you have so no tie five, <laughs> five offense and four for defense. Ty Ty is available. Ty is available. Well, not yet. Well, I understand. He's still technically he, well, on he, the staff. He may be available. He may be available soon. Yeah. Um. But uh. So it looks like they would be leaning defense. So, of course, there's a, a fella that um, folks around here are familiar with who's had a track record uh, on the defensive side of the football named Gary Anderson. And Kyle did not shoot it down. He said it, you know, he, he said, you know, that's a possibility. He didn't say that it was something they really gotten down the line with or anything like that, but it's a possibility that you could see Gary Anderson, you know, be in the mix for adding him to the staff as an assistant on the defensive side of the football. Um and then he said, but he also sort of left it open, whereas depending on if anybody gets sort of poached from their staff, it may change what they do with that extra spot. Because as of right now, he said he had not heard anything as far as anybody, you know, looking to talk to people on his staff about um, taking them away for another position. But that could change, you know, within five minutes of us getting off the phone. So, um, And I know it's a, the weekly subject, but are, are there any more, I guess – do you have any any more solid thought on on Troy Taylor's future or whether I feel like he's going to come back but that was another one like for apparently just you know um as policy Kyle doesn't talk about whether or not he's been contacted by anybody cuz I asked that and he said one way or another he just never says anything about whether or not he's been contacted about any uh, any opening spots and then he seemed to be positive about Troy Taylor cuz I asked about him you know if he liked what he saw from him this year, he talked about the offense, the growth he saw over the course of the season, the improvement, guys becoming more comfortable with that offense and that sort of thing. But then when you get to the specifics of, so do you want to bring him back, he doesn't comment about that either. <laughs> so it sounded positive. It sounded like, yeah, he liked what he saw, and especially as they progressed. But he's not going to say one way or another, this guy's coming back. And obviously it's a, a question that you, you know, considering the track record in the past couple of years, you got to ask it, but – He's not going to tell you one way or another, at least not right now. But it seems positive. Um, at least that's the way it came out today, at least the last time I talked to him. So, um, Any other interesting tidbits you, you want to get out there at the moment? I don't want to empty your your notebook as you uh, go to write this stuff over the next week or whatever. But mm, Not off the top of my head. I'm trying to think. Um, you know, I have nothing interesting going on. Yeah, I was going to say. And then this – the first year of the early signing period, so as of December 20th, we'll start hearing, I think it's 20, 20th through the 22nd, I want to say, is when you can start signing kids to the National Letters of Intent. Um, as last I know, Jack Tuttle was still planning to sign in December and be on campus in, uh, you know, for the winter semester or for, you know, um, spring ball. Um, I think several of the recruits were in that category, so... Um, the recruiting thing will obviously 
get ramped up earlier this year, which also might contribute to some of the changes you see in the Pac-12 and across the country with the coaches getting axed even earlier this year because you got to start signing guys in December. So. I'm, I'm ready for some Herm Edwards in the Pac-12, though, man. <laughs> He's going to leave that desk in Bristol. He's going to go put on that visor and go to some kid's house and be like, you watch ESPN lately? <laughs> and, ki- and kids nowadays, this is a crazy thing. Kids nowadays don't even know what Sports Center is, no, man. man. Like, if that was 10 years ago, Herm would be raking in those recruits. You should have had a Snapchat channel <laughs> this whole time. Herm, Herm on football. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got, man. 1700 bucks to get to Hawaii? Right now. Need that that bull bonus money. Woo! Uh, Lynn, Chris, thanks, guys. Yeah. Go get them.